Welcome to this week's episode of Off the Assembly Line. I'm your host, Rebecca Reed, and every week I sit down for possibility-sparking conversation with innovative educators and entrepreneurs who are bringing the future to education, one beautiful disruption at a time. Hey there. I hope that wherever you're listening from right now, your family is healthy and safe And I hope you're finding ways to care for yourself and ride the waves as they come. This episode is going to be a little bit different. No interview, uh, no new strategies or tools to explore. Just some thoughts I wanted to share with you. To be honest, I've had a hard time pulling this episode together. We've never seen anything like what we're experiencing right now. And I personally have been feeling... um, just a bevy of emotions and often all within the same moment. Um, A lot of gratitude and a lot of joy in the small and simple things. And then at the same time, um, a lot of grief and uncertainty and anxiety. Um, And it's just been um, a lot, (laughs) a lot all at once. It's hard to know the best thing to say, and the best way to contribute. Uh, We're all navigating this for the first time in our lives. And um, beyond generosity and love, there really aren't easy answers to grab at right now. And there's a whole lot of noise. So the strongest urge that I've felt in the last few weeks is the urge to get still and to observe and to listen and to watch And I really wanted some time to synthesize all that I'm seeing and learning and thinking before sharing anything with you. And one thing I've always felt very strongly about is that just because you can say something or do something, it doesn't mean that you should. There's a lot of conversations coming about the world of education. Um, Some are already taking place. Some need to take place right now, but most, I think, are better left for a little while down the road once the dust has settled a little bit and we're not all shell-shocked from this new and hopefully temporary normal. So those conversations are coming. And after all, the entire podcast is based around the idea of necessary disruption in the education system. And this is the greatest disruption of our lifetimes um, and quite possibly the history of formal education. But today I just wanted to share a few thoughts with you and hopefully encourage you in this moment right now. I've been taking notes and ideating and creating for weeks, but it wasn't until a few nights ago while I was working on an art piece that I realized what it really was that I was sensing. The piece I'm working on is the first large piece I've ever done. I work in graphite and charcoal and typically work very small and very precise. And this piece has been an exercise in letting go and letting my own inner voice do the work. I pulled it out for the first time in months a few nights ago and dove in and it was really, really good for my soul. But I noticed something while I was working. Because it's such a large piece, I had to step back every minute or two to get a clear look at the whole picture. So I knew where to go next and how to work within the details. And as I was doing that sort of stepping back and going back in and stepping back and going back in, um, 
I had an epiphany. This is the opportunity that we have right now to zoom out and take a look at all of the details from a high view, to take a look at the big picture and the quote unquote scheme of things. Right now we get to slow down and simplify. Um, Not that things are less busy. um, Not that things are um, clear. They're, They're definitely pretty hazy. It's survival time for most of us right now. But it's giving us a maybe once in a lifetime opportunity to look at the whole all at once and ask what is really needed as we move forward. What are the details we need to keep? What does the most vibrant path forward look like? And I'm talking about this in terms of the education system, yes, but also our lives, families, careers, the way we teach or parent or create or produce. Right now, we are collectively zooming out because we have to. But right now, and I just really want you to hear this, right now, that is all that's needed. Here's some of what I think it looks like. First, uh, give yourself grace, a whole lot of it. Give yourself the chance to take a beat and to mess up and to not know and to not be whatever it is that the voice in your head is telling you that you need to be. Give loads of grace to the school leaders and educators and parents and kids in your orbit and especially those in your home. Um, But start with yourself. We are doing this for the first time. There is no roadmap. There is no handbook for this. And even for those who have done schooling in the home or for those really comfortable with technology, no one has navigated education in the middle of a pandemic like this. And for that matter, um, the same goes for working from home. You're not just working from home. You're working from home in the middle of a global pandemic and you're navigating a whole lot of uncertainty and a whole lot of unknowns. It doesn't matter what it looks like right now. It only matters what it is. So start with grace and then focus on meeting felt needs first and sometimes meet felt needs only. So this is not new information, but I wanted to give you this reminder again. When the limbic system is overactivated by stress or fear, kids cannot take in and retain new sensory information. They can't learn in that heightened state. And yes, kids are amazing in their ability to adapt. But there's been a lot of stress and fear and scary information going around, and it may be having an unseen impact on the kids in your home or the ones that you teach. All children, um, but young children especially, are first and foremost responding emotionally to the adults in their lives. Many children are not in physically or emotionally safe homes, and many are taking on adult responsibilities in the midst of all this. And you know this, but the reason I bring it up is to remind us all to start with felt needs first. Food, as much safety as possible, caring connection, help with emotional regulation, belonging, for young children especially, as much predictability as possible. Uh, So let's talk schedules for a minute. First, 
You do not need to feel like every minute of your day has to be scheduled out or that the schedule has to be rigid, but chunking the same time every day for wake up bedtime routines, like always for eating, for structured learning, for outside play and exercise, uh, for creation goes a long way in helping your child or students find their emotional rhythm and move through their days in healthy and productive ways. Um, and it's super helpful for us too. And again, this is not new, um, but this is the reminder that I want to give in this moment right now. When it comes to academic learning right now, our best efforts to make classroom learning remote will hit the pavement if we don't adequately address felt needs first, and sometimes felt needs only. So just a couple of thoughts on what this can look like. There is so much wonderful information um, being circulated right now, but just a couple quick thoughts. Um, Zoom meetings just to see each other's faces, just to let students know that you're there for them, just to let them see their friends and connect. It looks like school districts continuing to provide meals for students and making those meals as easy as possible to get. It looks like being aware of the signs of anxiety and stress in your students and helping them regulate their emotions through safe conversation, uh, breathing, or other mindfulness exercises, through movement, um, through drawing, and other kinds of creation. And all of this looks like relaxing expectations. If you're a teacher, relaxing the expectations on yourself, relaxing the expectations on your students and on their families. School leaders, it looks like wisdom in the kinds of expectations that you set. And it looks like an awareness of all of the very complex dynamics that educators and families are navigating in these moments. Parents, it looks like relaxed expectations on yourself, on your children, on their teachers, on school leaders. It goes back to grace. It goes, it goes back to beginning and ending with an abundance of grace in this time. This is the thing that I hope that you hear louder than anything else in this moment. There's a, a lot of information circulating, a lot of wonderful tools being shared, a lot of incredible strategies. But the thing that I want you to hear is to start and end with grace for yourself. It's okay to zoom out and see the big picture. It's okay to zoom out and be slow and be still. It's okay to zoom out and meet felt needs first and sometimes felt needs only. Okay, so a quick note on anxiety in children. It can present the way that it does in adults, but oftentimes shows up a little bit differently. Uh, Dr. Laura Prager, director of the Child Psychiatry Emergency Service at Massachusetts General Hospital, calls anxiety diagnoses the great masquerader because it can look like a lot of things um, or sometimes not much at all. So it's helpful to have some items in mind as you're watching out for the emotional health of your kids and students. So how does anxiety present in children? It certainly runs a spectrum um, and, and definitely varies from young children to older children and teenagers. But here are some things that might be signaling a higher than normal amount of anxiety or stress in your kids. It can look like trouble sleeping or changes in appetite. 
uh, can look like changes to their typical temperament, their their baseline temperament, uh, which might look like more irritability, could look like loss of interest um, in certain activities that they typically love to do. Um, it can look like throwing tantrums or possibly acting out more than usual, a little bit more defiance than usual. Um, it can look like a greater seeking out of reassurance and stability. So your students or children may be asking more questions than normal, or they might be having a hard time uh, separating from you, even within your house, room to room. It can sometimes look like regression to earlier developmental stages. Um, For example, if your child or student begins sucking their thumb again, when they have not sucked their thumb in a long, long time, uh, could look like wetting the bed uh, when they have not done that in quite some time. It can look like somatic issues like headaches, stomach aches, uh, general lethargy. Um, It can look like trouble focusing. Right now, just having an awareness that your kids, your students may be experiencing stress and anxiety is a really helpful place to start in helping them regulate And I'll have some resources in the show notes that that say a little bit more about this. But uh, the one thing that I would share here is just, again, a helpful reminder. The best thing that you can do to help your students or your kids self-regulate is for you to be calm and regulated yourself, Uh, which is easier said than done right now. This is a tough time for emotional regulation for most of us. maybe all of us, but that's where we start. We start there um, because whatever is being said or not said, your children and your students are picking up on what is really going on under the surface. All right. And then the last thought that I want to share with you is just on the topic of learning. Um, I just want to encourage you, whether you are a parent supporting your kids learning in the home, whether you're an educator uh, working to move classroom learning into the home, whether you're a school leader supporting kids across your, across your city, across multiple cities, um, I want to encourage all of us to zoom out and embrace a broader picture of quote unquote learning right now. Um, I think it's going to be very freeing to us to do so and very, very good for our kids. Um, When it comes to academic learning, things can be simplified in this moment. They can be simplified right now. It is not the most urgent thing. We have an opportunity to lean into imagination and creativity and learning that goes beyond the bounds of academic core subjects in the structured way that we typically approach them. We have an opportunity to allow our children and our students to grow neurologically through play and through building and through dancing and singing and cooking and getting outside in the dirt and building forts in their home and watching butterflies up close and looking at the tiny wildlife that might be in their yard or even inside your home, 
We have an opportunity to teach children problem solving and allow them to take themselves beyond the walls of their homes through their imagination, through the books that they read, through the stories that they write, through the pictures that they paint. This is the time to lean into those things. My encouragement is that we do not try to take the classroom experience and make it one-to-one through remote mechanisms, through remote tools but rather to lean into the natural opportunities for deep and meaningful learning that we have with students right now, that you have with your children right now. And all of that too, with grace in the mix, with grace for what it needs to look like or what it should be. I know somebody needs to hear this, and I want to tell you, you are doing a good job. You are doing it. You are doing it. You are navigating a global pandemic and you are doing it well. You are doing everything that you need to do and you're probably doing more than you need to do. Please give yourself grace in this time and really, and let your kids lean hard into imagination and creativity. They've got the capacity for it. It's already there. Um, Let's see where they take it. Let's see where they take it. Over the next few months, I am going to be dropping back to a likely bi-weekly episode release rhythm. I've got some really great conversations teed up for you, but I want to be really sensitive to the time that we're in now. And so many of these conversations I might be holding to uh, for a later date when things are back in the rhythm or or looking like they're going to get back into the rhythm of some kind of normalcy. And in the meantime, I'm going to be navigating it with you. I might be sharing some conversations with folks who are finding really effective ways to navigate our our temporary state. Um, I might be sharing some things that I'm seeing and thinking just across the U.S. system and and where some of those trends are. But my hope is to be, more than anything, an encouragement to you in this time. There is certainly a lot of noise. There's a a whole lot of it. Um, And a lot of it is really solid. A lot of it is really beneficial, really helpful, really generous. Um, But my hope more than anything is to be an encouragement and to give you permission to take care of yourself right now, to take care of your families, to take care of your students, starting with felt needs and sometimes with only felt needs. If you need permission from somebody to zoom out and just take some time to look at the big picture and reconsider where are we going? Where do we need to go? What is needed? What is not needed? What can we finally strip away that is going to change the game for kids? That's going to change the game for educators and for parents and school leaders. If you needed permission from somebody to do that, please, please, please let this be that. Let this be that for you. Take some time to zoom out. Take as much time as you need. We are, we're in it. We're in it right now. We're in it for a while longer, it looks like. We're in it. If you want to talk about what you're seeing, what you're thinking, what it looks like, I would love to connect. 
send me an email at Rebecca at teachermastermind.com. Our connection and our conversations and our collective humanity in this are the things that are pulling us through. And, you know, one of my, maybe my greatest hope in this time is that, you know, I was going to say that education, the education system becomes more human. Uh, But really, I think my greatest hope in this time is that we all become more human and that our experience with each other becomes more human. So with that said, I am most definitely here, um, ready and wanting to connect with you and to hear from you. And if there's anything specific that you would like me to speak on or that you would like to hear conversations about, please let me know. I really want to know where you guys are and what you're feeling and dealing with in these moments. So thanks for your patience over the last couple weeks as I have been working through my own process to pull some of these thoughts together and synthesize what I'm actually thinking and wanting to share. Um, It's good to be back with you. And I look forward to being back with you again soon. Take care of yourselves this week and in the coming weeks. Until next time. Thanks again for listening to Off the Assembly Line. If you're loving the show, the best way to support it is by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts and by sharing with others who you know need to hear it. Episode information and resources can be found in the show notes or at offtheassemblyline.co. If you want to take the next step and get connected with an incredible community of change makers, check out teachermastermind.com or reach out to Rebecca at teachermastermind.com for more information on how to join the Teacher Mastermind community. I look forward to being back with you again with a brand new episode. Until then, lean into possibility and keep making a ruckus.